Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Welcome, everyone, to episode 101 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek, and if you stuck with us through the nonsense that was episode 100, we thank you. We sincerely, sincerely thank you. Today, we are going to be previewing the NBA's Christmas Day slate, talking about all five games and kind of where each team stands heading into those matchups. Before we get underway, I wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find all of our Twitter handles, so give us a follow. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. As well. We're also being hosted on FanRag Sports this year. So check them out on Twitter at FanRag Sports and for their NBA content at FanRag NBA. And you can also find us on iTunes. So please subscribe, download, leave some reviews. We'd love any feedback. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's the holiday season, Brian, so not well. Not well. What what's what's gotten into your grinchy mood there, Kyrie? Because the holidays suck. And oh. they should be over. There's nothing fun about the holidays unless you ignore them and sit on a deserted island where it's like a hundred <laughs> degrees and you're sipping coconut water. <laughs> not so you're not a fan of Christmas spirit. Fuck Christmas spirit, Brian. Wow. Wow. It really I mean I thought Kyrie was going to have the hottest Christmas hot take when he said he didn't think of it as a holiday, but you have you have really beat him. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to put on a face every day for my six year old. Yep. So right now, this is this is my moment. This is my space. This is my safe space to go tell Christmas <laughs> and Hanukkah and all these things around the holiday season. Just go fuck itself. <laughs> hey, don't lump Hanukkah into this nonsense. We don't. Oh, oh you're right. It's not, it's not, not, no, I'm just saying, like, to celebrate these things. So here's, here's the thing. 
this this is just so ridiculous to me. You know how you go out every holiday season and you buy each other presents, right? Yep. And you go like, oh, but I always wanted this and yada, yada, yada. Like, it does not make sense because then you have this thing where you buy something for someone and they go like, oh, what a nice sweater. I really appreciate <laughs> it. And they think to themselves, this is the, one of the most horrid things I've ever laid my eyes upon and I want to burn them out right now. So here's my proposal to, you know, humanity. During the holiday season, buy your own shit. And then <laughs> get together and brag about your, the shit that you bought. Like, that's so much easier. No one gets disappointed. There isn't that whole thing with, oh, I'm going to look at you into your eyes. So I'm going to figure out somehow, some way that how much money have you spent on my present. Because I feel obligated to spend a similar amount of money on the present <laughs> that I buy you. None of that shit matters. All, you know, the, your personal finances go straight out the window. It's like... Hey, man, I bought the newest Blu-ray version of Blade Runner 2049. It's dope. Hey, nice. I bought a Tesla. You know, personal finances <laughs> just doesn't enter the frame, right? Sure. So the whole point is just get together, get drunk, eat lots of fatty, fatty, fatty foods, and then just brag about your shit you bought yourselves instead of going all around like, here, I got you a present. I got you a present. Also, because, you know, Christmas wrapping is destroying the environment, so we got to be a little bit environmentally friendly here it would just be so much easier for everyone if we just told all these traditions to go fuck itself up until the point where you said we should get drunk and eat a bunch of food i was about to drop the luke skywalker quote on you like you you <laughs> everything you've said has been wrong <laughs> <laughs> but luckily you saved yourself at the end there so I good know. work I just have to include boost, and then you're in. I know. Yeah, right, right. Hey, and food, too. I've gained about, like, 50 pounds over the past month. It's been great. Nice, nice. Yeah. No, yeah, not I, good. I, not great. Oh, <laughs> you can afford it. You're married. Yeah, right. I know. Not for long at this rate. I oh, turned 30. Right. The metabolism apparently stopped right the day I turned. Oh, yeah. I should have told you about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at me now. <laughs> Right, two yeah, two years ago you were like a stout one sixty. You were <laughs> I was I was Kevin Durant at Texas. <laughs> yeah. Black You're Kevin Durant now. He's still skinny. Alright. Well hopefully oh, yeah. more the NBA's Christmas Day schedule will at least give you something to look forward to as you grinch it up all day. We've got a honestly, you know, usually on Christmas Day for the NBA. They almost always feature the Knicks and the Lakers. In the last couple of years, the Knicks of the Lakers have sucked, so there have been a couple duds, and it's like, well, this is great. I've got mm -hmm. some time to spend with the family, and I'm not getting shunned because I'm watching basketball for 12 hours on Christmas Day. This year, the Jews win because there are five great games on Christmas Day. <laughs> so, if <laughs> so if you have to spend time with your family, you lose, and I hope you clear out some time on your TiVo early. Uh, so let's start. More. We'll just go right down the schedule. Yeah. We're going to talk about each matchup, kind of things to watch, and then also just like a brief summary of where each team stands, you know, basically a third of the way into the season. So let's start with my beloved Sixers taking on the New York Knicks. I mean, I think the obvious story, there are two, you know, big storylines to follow there. The first is this is Joel Embiid's first matchup with Kristaps Porzingis, assuming mm. Embiid comes back from the back injury that has hobbled right. him for the past couple weeks. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said he is likely to miss Saturday's game against the Toronto Raptors, but he is expected to play 
Monday against the Knicks. So, more what what do you expect from KP versus Embiid? Um, well, I, I'm just going to focus on the fact that it's unfortunate that they aren't teammates. Oh, thank you for rubbing salt into that wound again. Yeah, sorry, but that would have been awful, you know, awful for for 29 other teams and beautiful for you guys. Uh, well, I'm basically expecting Kristaps to get destroyed. Uh, oh. He's giving he's giving up what. 50 pounds yeah he's got to be at least something along that, those lines i mean he, he he can probably hold his own from the outside but if he tries to take it to the rack i'm not seeing any success there yeah. i'm just not and is just too strong too athletic too quick um so it's gonna be interesting if if we're gonna see Kristaps just go outside and say you know what if i can't finish inside i'm gonna drain 10 triples i mean it's entirely possible right and you know, I actually, I realized I just pulled a Donald Trump and I did fake news. This is actually their second meeting. They did play once last year. I thought Embiid missed oh, three did? of the four games. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And I got first... suckered in like a Republican. <laughs> so their, their previous, their lone matchup previously, Embiid had 21 points and 14 rebounds in 27 minutes. KP had seven points on three of 10 shooting, two rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and a steal in 28 minutes. So... Embiid got the best of them in round one, but as we're seeing now, KP is playing far better this mm. year than he did last year now that Carmelo's gone. So, like you, I'm excited to just see, kind of, you know, knock on wood, I'm excited to see them play against each other at all. But I'm excited to see how KP handles Embiid's, you know, yeah. as you said, he's got 50 pounds on him. It's. Not if it's one on one in the post between those two, Embiid's going to score every time. But KP, you know, he's going to force Embiid away from the rim, which is where he thrives best. And if he's got this, you know, he's even if he plays Monday, it's not like his back is going to be a hundred percent. So if you draw him away from the rim, his recovery time is likely to be slower than it would if he were fully yeah. healthy. I feel like oh, that's so it's be... an even matchup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a hobbled Embiid versus a fully healthy Kristaps mm-hmm. in the even matchup. Yeah, uh, no, I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, hopefully, everyone just say some prayers for the next couple of days that Embiid is able to suit up. The other big one, a big storyline from this game is this is Ben Simmons' Madison Square Garden debut, and this is oh, not God. fake news. Oh God, can we can we please like I have to interject here, Mister Toporek. Because why is it always a story when someone plays at the Madison Square Garden for their first or final final time? Like, I'm just expecting someone to go like, oh, this is Ben Simmons' first visit at the Vivint Smart Home Arena in Utah. <laughs> like, come on. Madison Square Garden is the mecca. It's the mecca of basketball. It has, it's played host to so much basketball tradition, I think. Yeah, that... but shitty basketball over the past 20 years. It's a mecca yeah. for what? Well, Failure? I... <laughs> Bad ownership? I... I mean, just because the Knicks have sucked doesn't mean, like, that. that's the thing. We've seen a lot of legendary performances from guys coming in. Like, you know, LeBron, Kobe, Reggie yeah. Miller. Um, but that was a narrative even then. That's kind of my point. It's weird that it's become this narrative. It's weird that the, that the Knicks of all teams are, like, considered the mecca, or New York in particular. Like, it's the mecca of basketball. Like, what? Yeah. You're supposed to be, you know, good to get that right. description right right, right. <laughs> like it yeah. should be boston really yeah i well didn't 
are they still playing in the same arena that they used to? Or have they moved? Oh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah but, I, but like Madison Square Garden has been several arenas over the years, haven't it? I'm pretty no, sure it has been. They've done like renovations to it, but it's still the same. It's the same address? I believe so. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. So there is like an emotional attachment. I was right. convinced that Madison Square Garden had had several locations since the name was invented. We should we should research it. We should have a producer, right? <laughs> right, or do any work whatsoever before we start a podcast. Either way. Uh, no, I believe it's been the same location because that's where the Big East tournament. I'm gonna check right now. I'm, okay, yeah. like back back when I was in college, that's where the Big East tournament was played every year, and it's right above. It's like right across the street from the Hotel Penn, which is where you, we used to stay. Apparently, that place has been renovated since, but it mm. was just like an asbestos factory when we were there. Um, right above Madison Square Garden, by the way, it is the fourth venue to bear the name Madison Square Garden. The first two, 1879 and 1890, were located on Madison Square on East 26th Street and Madison Avenue, with the third, Madison Square Garden, 1925, further uptown at 8th Avenue and 50th Street. What? So when did the current one start, though? Not sure. The garden opened on February 11th, 1968, and it's the oldest major sporting facility, but 68, come on. That's when the NBA started, basically. Oh, they started in 1946. I know, but when the ABA and the NBA merged. Like the that was in 76, but yeah. Yeah, so like, we, you know, throughout pretty much, what, the last 50 years... So like, longevity makes something the mecca of something because then my my grandpa before he died was like <laughs> the mecca of everything. Right. Yeah. Well, it makes no sense. I I'm that's always been my interpretation of it. It's been yeah. you know it, it's it's played host to so many NBA legends over the years and so much you know even if the Knicks suck so many other great players that it's earned that reputation and uh, you know that Ben Simmons right now is the rookie of the year front runner, but you know, he has his sights set on something bigger than that in his career. Obviously he wants to be known as one of the greats. And for whatever reason, the greats tend to revere Madison square garden and they tend to blow up for huge performances there. So I'm excited to see whether, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to be the first or last person to compare Ben Simmons to LeBron James, but LeBron James loves blowing up at Madison Square Garden. So I'm excited to see if Simmons can follow in LeBron's footsteps and make, you know, his Madison Square Garden debut one to remember. I want to be one of the best non-shooting players to ever play the game of basketball. <laughs> Citation. Ben but Simmons. now now LeBron could shoot. Maybe there's hope. Even at age 33, you can develop a jump shot, finally. We talked about this, though. LeBron shot 29% from downtown during his rookie season. He found the long-range shot a little bit early on. Yeah. Then it's 30 games in. He's 0 for 9. Most of those aren't even... I think Ben Falk of Cleaning Glasses brought up the statistic before, but most of those aren't even, like, actual three-point attempts. Yeah, they're heaps. Yeah, Yeah, right, all right. That's so fair. he's just so not f- shooting them at all, which yeah. is then fifty four percent from the free throw line. Then I'm gonna dram- drum that one instead. Yeah, that's that one hurts. I think yeah. <laughs> he probably drove that down about ten percentage points against that one game against the Wizards. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just I'm trying to to be a little bit rebellious against normal tradition here, Brian. Clearly, I'm against I'm against the holidays. I'm against the <laughs> Madison Square Garden being called the Mecca. Let's see what else I can crap on for this 
<laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> All right, well, fire away at the Sixers, who have lost eight of nine. They're playing Toronto oh, Saturday, yeah. probably oh, without Embiid, so they could be mm. one of nine in their last ten heading into this game against the Knicks. Yeah, Robert Covington has come down to earth, huh? Well, he got hurt against the Cavs, so he missed two games, and he just yeah. hasn't totally looked right. I'm not convinced that back is fully healed. So, you know, the Sixers are banged up. J.J. Redick now has a hamstring injury that he mm. caused him to miss Thursday's game against the Raptors. Markel Fultz is still out. Justin Anderson's still out. Like wait, Markel the... Fultz is still out. Have we gotten an up? Oh, wait a second. It's, he's... it's, it's the Sixers, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's reportedly due. As of December 9th, he was due for a reevaluation in three weeks, which would be December 30th, which is the yep. date of the Sixers-Nuggets game. I will be in attendance at that game. I do not expect to see Markel Fultz playing that night, but who knows? But the point stands that the Sixers are banged up. They've been struggling of late. Mm-hmm. It, let's assume Embiid plays more. Who do you have in this game? Oh, uh, the Sixers-Knicks? Yeah. Probably the Sixers. I'm st- I know that, that the Knicks have looked better this year, and they have. I mean, this is not a fake winning Knicks team, it seems. But it's still so early in terms of them finding success, and they're pretty young. I'm kind of expecting Philly to just pounce on early. I think I think this is an important game for them. It's national television. You know, it's, it's, the, it's a Christmas game and everything. I think they're going to come out with a level of intensity to show that we are, yeah, we're still part of the process, but mm-hmm. we are a little bit beyond that now. We're trying to win. I think I, they come out very, very serious. I hope you're right. And for the love of God, I hope we avoid another three overtime game. So Joel Embiid doesn't play 49 minutes and then has to miss mm-hmm. a week. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, because I would like to see him in person on Saturday, if at all possible. But it, it pains me to say this, but I think I, I would take the Knicks. I just, it seems like... Wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, I, but they've been I mean, playing, I mean, as you said, they've been playing well, especially of late. You know, they lost to the Pistons on Friday on the second night of a back-to-back, but they um, beat the Celtics Thursday. They beat OKC last week. You know, they're 5-2 and two in their last seven. I just think they're a little hotter I don't know if momentum is really a thing, but it, it, the Sixers, you know, they were they had a 22-point lead against the Raptors at one point and then blew it. It just feels like something, they're just missing something right now, and it might literally just be Embiid, you know. They, they yeah. play like a 20-win team without him and a 60-win team with him. So if he's back on the court and he's able to make it through the game, I hope, you know, <laughs> obviously I will be rooting for the Sixers but my my heart says Sixers my brain says Knicks I'm going to go with the Knicks the Knicks are missing someone too Tim and Hardaway. that might be yeah that might be why they were winning <laughs> yeah I mean Courtney Lee hasn't been playing well in his absence uh I'm just saying right. you know Chuckers are not yeah. really you know the greatest ingredient to team oriented success but you know, it's a good thing they only signed him for seventy-two million over four years. Then seventy-one, seventy-one. Oh, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That is, I'm always relegating that one million to our <laughs> show. It never comes through. It's just horrible. yeah. Um, we did forget to mention the god Michael Beasley. Oh if yeah, he, it's Christmas Day. He's definitely going off at thirty points. 
So now I'm definitely taking the Knicks. Why are you Robert putting Covey? a cap on Beasley? For <laughs> 30. Like, it's he's going to come out swinging. Yeah. Uh, not counting that Detroit game on Saturday. He has almost 23 in his previous five games in yeah. 27 minutes. So shout out Michael Beasley. And I'm terrified of you. Please don't kill my Sixers. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & more. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Let's move on. I guess this is the, the biggest one of the day, but it feels kind of anticlimactic, is oh, Cavaliers-Warriors. I'm not going to uh, watch that one. No. Yeah, I mean, no. so they, Steph, um, Steve Kerr said he is like 99.99999% not going to play. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas, not going to play. So we're missing both starting point guards here you still get lebron and kd you still get kevin love and draymond you still get clay thompson and jay crowder so there are matchups to watch but why why wow. aren't you excited about i get to one? play i get to see jay crowder that oh. <laughs> not, not drawing you in i i just think i've i've kind of seen this movie before brian yeah once or twice or maybe three just times once or twice maybe maybe three <laughs> times and and then those three times, at least five times. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. At least 15 times in the last 15 three years. 15 times yeah. at least, yeah. No, I'm just, I, this is one of those. I, I hate the big game matchups yeah. because they always disappoint. They are hyped up to unreal limits. And then when it starts, it's just meh. It's, you know, they're running on motions and it's just, there isn't like that intensity because. And it kind of makes sense when you look at it because these are veterans. When you are a yeah. team that is winning championships or being in the finals or whatnot, you are a veteran team because mm-hmm. young teams do not win NBA championships. So they don't give a goddamn about a Christmas game. Right. That does not that that's not on their, their radar. If you're a young guy, yeah, you get amped up. If you're a rotation player getting more minutes, yeah, you're amped up. But if you are a guy like LeBron. Or a guy like KD, you're just looking at it as Ugh, a lot of media hoopla. I just want to get through this so I can go order room service. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're up for it. I just think it's like, eh, whatever. And frankly, I mean, I was think both sides are assuming that this will be a preview of the 2018 NBA Finals, given what's happened right. in the last three years. So I think both sides are going to want to play it kind of vanilla, right? Like you don't want to give away any major schematic or stylistic advantage that you're going to have come June. You don't want to give that away on Christmas Day. Do you, you think want... there are new schematics, though? Yeah, because, I mean, 
you know, well, for the Cavs especially, because they've turned over so many pieces. And the Warriors, yeah. you know, I guess it's just like Jordan Bell and Caspi and Nick Young, and you know what they're going to do. I mean, I think the war- you there is probably less for the Warriors side than there are the Cavs, but the Cavs won't have a chance to break out some of those because Isaiah is still out. Yeah, yeah. So either way, it's just... <laughs> It just seems to me that they know each other so well now that I I don't think anything really surprises them. Yeah. About each other. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair to you, (laughs) I know you've been hot taking all over the place today, but Matt Moore, I I don't even know how to say this. He's he's leaving CBS Sports soon to join Action Network. So currently of CBS Sports, soon to be of Action Network. He was saying last night on Twitter as well that, like, that is the one game on Christmas Day he just could not give a shit less about. Just yeah, and I I get it. I mean I'm excited for it just because you get to see LeBron versus KD, and it's you know until Kawhi's back up to speed, you're it's the two best players in basketball going up against each other. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not like regardless of what happens in this game, I don't think I'm not extrapolating anything from this like if the cavaliers beat the warriors by 20 i don't want to see stories like oh my god the cavaliers are going to win the 2018 finals now that's i think that's the tiring bit though because twitter goes insane yeah whoever wins it's like oh we have the upper hand now (laughs) right shut up right it's december shut up yeah right it's december and neither starting point guard is playing this game is yeah it's as meaningless as a Cavaliers Hawks game, like it counts the same. Exactly. Or, or to be fair, a Warriors Hawks game as well. Just right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, either one of those teams beating up on a bad team. Like, yeah. it's it's still one win or one loss. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. you know, I I understand why the NBA scheduled it. I you, know. you do really? Yeah, of course. They always schedule like the marquee. Yeah, but because they always do it, is it the right play? Because here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if you are the NBA Mm -hmm. and you have this primetime slot, you find one of the mid-tier teams that you want to promote a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So you would rather see, like, Cavs-Bucks or something like that? No, no, you you take the Cavs and the Warriors off the schedule. Uh Like, you you still keep some of the entertaining names in there, like Houston and whatnot, but, like... You take the big ones away, the ones that we've just been, expo- you know, we've been we've been seeing for the finals for three years in a row. Like we, yeah. you know, overexposure to that's the word I was looking for. Mm. We've been overexposed to these teams, and then you just take weird teams in. Like the Bucks is a good play. Like I would watch the Bucks. Just yeah. pimp up Giannis. That's a good point. But like that would appeal to the hardcore basketball fans among us but the nba is going for casuals on christmas well too. don't we deserve love too brian yeah and that's why we buy league pass so we can watch Giannis whenever we yeah. want there's no way the nba would not have uh, like you're not gonna not have lebron james on christmas there's no way i i could see the logic i guess in you know using that as a window to promote some of these up-and-coming teams, which mm-hmm. I frankly think they did. You know, Sixers, Knicks, Lakers, like, that's kind of... And Timberwolves, too, frankly. Like, that's what they did with a lot of these games. I feel then like... Then change it up, at least. Like, then don't play the Warriors and the and the Cavs. Yeah. 
Like, you would rather see, like, a Warriors Rockets and Cavs Celtics or something like that? Oh, dude. Like, don't tell me you wouldn't want watch, like, Golden State Houston on Christmas. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, I would watch Houston whoever at this point. Yeah. Houston's really fun to watch. Or crisscross it from, from conferences, like... Cavs you... Rockets. Yeah. And Warriors Celtics. That would be fun. Yeah, exactly. That was the one I was going to pitch. Yeah. To, yeah, so you could see, like, here, here's what you could have for the finals. It's not right. going to happen, but here's what could have been. Right, because I think people want some diversity. Look, here's the thing. I, I'm going to be real personal to you right now, okay? Okay. For example, this is a medical thing. I only have one ball, but I would cut off my remaining ball <laughs> to just have a different finals matchup. I have a kit, Brian. I've done my deed. I've, yeah, you're done. I've, I'm I'm done. That's okay. I, I I'll lose out a little bit, sure, but I'll live. Uh, Just to not see the Warriors and the Cavs in the finals again. Here I thought we were done with talking about our genitals after last episode, but we we went right back into the well. I mean, come on! You started out with Philly. Your boner was in my face right from the start. God damn it! Uh, all right, let's move on. Since we're we clearly are. Not invested in the Cavs Warriors. Let's move on to the Wizards and Celtics, which I think we probably both are a little more excited about. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, there was a hell of a seven-game series between the two last year. The real the bad blood started in January, though, when who was it? The Wizards showed up first. Yeah. Yeah. The Wizards showed up in all black. John Wall's asked about it. He's like, all black funeral game. <laughs> And then the the Celtics returned the favor in the playoffs, uh, showed up to the elimination game in game six in all black. The Wizards then won that game. And then Not very creative. Seven. No, I know. But, but we have to assume that we're either getting like some tacky-ass Christmas sweaters or yeah. we're getting another funeral game on Christmas, which would just be so amazingly petty. But... More, do you think the bad oh, blood between these two still poured over? Like the Celtics have what four returning players from last year? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the Wizards at least still hate the Celtics? Like no, because they'd be looking at them and like, yeah, we should hate you, but those guys aren't on the team anymore, John. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you do? So, no, I think this is going to be a renewed rivalry in some sense. I'm pretty sure John Wall wants to prove that he's better than Kyrie, so it's going to be sure. like some sort of I'm going to one-up you game. Yeah. But the whole funeral thing, if the Washington shows up in funeral clothes, it's <laughs> going to be, they, they, they aren't going to be the ones to look petty because like four returning players. Yeah. And <laughs> one of them is Al Horford who couldn't care less. Right. But one of them is Marcus Smart. Yeah, true. Like, I yeah. think the maybe the Celtics won't have the bad blood that they did last year. I, I It wouldn't surprise me if, like, Isaiah Thomas yeah. and Jay Crowder were among the leading instigators. I'm sure Marcus Smart was in there, too. Because um, I know Jay Crowder was, you know, he was right. the reason there was bad blood in the first place. He got a little scrappy, I think, with Bradley Beal in the game in January, and that's why. It's what pissed the Wizards off in the first place. So he's gone. But I think on the Wizards' end, they are totally... They don't give a damn who's on the roster. They just see green and then yeah. see red. Like, Maybe. they are... 
you know, I, I think because the Wizards seems like they thrive on these perceived slights as well. Yeah. And like everyone's mentioning the Cavs and the Celtics as the class of the East. I think the Wizards are they're going to look at this game as a chance to prove that they belong in that conversation too. Mm. I'm just sitting here thinking like Marcus Smart if he gets like he he gets up for this game, right? Yeah. Like Hell yeah, he a, does. A, yeah, but like a Marcus Smart game where he goes off, does that mean he cracks like 35% from the field? <laughs> right. He shoots 5 of 16 from the yeah. field. Yeah. Like, I went off, man. Come on. Five <laughs> of 16, bitches. Come on. <laughs> no. That's just not... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not scared of Marcus Smart. Yeah. If I'm Washington, I'm kind of laughing that off. Sure, he'll he'll go out and defend his balls off. But, right. I mean, like, offensively, I'm not scared of him. Defensively, at I'm all. terrified. Absolutely. Like, yeah, sure. He'll he'll clamber down John Wall and, and Bradley Beal, Beal simultaneously somewhere. Yeah. But offensively, I'm just like, I want him to be amped up too much, almost. I want yeah. him to go out and take weird shots. Like, right. go for it. Go for it, Marcus. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. If you get get him too hyped, he will definitely, or he will probably do more harm than good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you excited to see, you know, we, we have a bunch of young up-and-coming forwards in this game, too. You got Otto Porter mm. on the Wizards' end. You got Jalen Brown yeah. and Jason Tatum on the Celtics. Are you excited to see that matchup, at least? That that I am. That I am. Uh, Jason Tatum has surprised, obviously. Uh, I will say that I don't think we are really seeing the full package of Jason Tatum because mm. I think he is... I'm going to be careful with my words here because I was about to say something that I don't even mean, but it's it's to prove a, a bigger point. I was about to say he's a product of the system, but he's not. Mm. I wanted to say that he, some of his efficiency and some of the success he's had is a part of the system. It's, it's because he is surrounded by a lot of veterans mm-hmm. who know how to maximize their game to maximize his. Okay. Having yeah. said that, a lot of what he's doing is on his own accord, so he needs that respect. And he is by no stretch of the imagination uh, solely someone who is a product of a system. Right. So yes, I am very much intrigued to see what he can do against Otto Porter specifically. And I want to key in on Tatum's defense because Porter mm-hmm. is one of the best jump shooters in the league. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how Jason Tatum prepares for that. Like, what is is he gonna close out on the corners pretty quickly so he doesn't even does he so he doesn't allow Otto to get a shot off? Is he gonna force him to the middle? Like what's his strategy gonna be? That mm-hmm. is what I'm looking for, forward to. And as for Jalen Brown, I'm just like <laughs> I don't know, he's such a wild card to me. Yeah. You know, he just he plays sort of like I said this before, he plays sort of like Sean Marion did in Phoenix, like outside of the system a little bit. Right. Makes his own opportunities. So yeah. he's just like this wild card X. Yeah. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what that becomes. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think of all five games on Christmas Day, this is probably the one I'm second most excited about. And we'll touch on the one I'm most excited about next. But, it, you know, I could even make an argument that this is the best game on the schedule. Yeah. I, I yeah, think, I can see that. You know, just based on both teams are going to be in the playoffs. Both teams could go deep into the playoffs. Both of these teams pose a legitimate, you know, Cavaliers, I still think, are the favorites to make it out of the East. 
both of these teams pose a legitimate threat to both the Cavaliers and to make it to the finals. Like we are going to watch two very good teams play on Christmas day. And, and you know, we shit on the Kyrie versus wall storyline, but I, I think John wall really takes, seems to take this stuff personally. Like mm-hmm. that first matchup against Lonzo ball earlier this year, he was intent on destroying Lonzo ball and it came at a fault. Like he played out of control and out of the system and the wizards lost that game. But he, I mean, I think he's going to do this with Kyrie. Like he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to see Kyrie not only as an obstacle with the Celtics, but this guy went to three straight finals. Let me prove that I'm better than him. Yeah. And he is. Let's not. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just to wrap up the, the yeah, this game or basically, actually Washington specifically, mm-hmm. I just want to throw this at you. Phoenix released Mike James. <laughs> He's a free agent. Yep. How good would he look? In Washington, backing up John and Bradley Beal because he can play the off card a little bit. He yeah. can shoot. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the, we've talked about it before how the Wizards bench, is, bench. Yeah, it's better, but they could still use. I mean, uh-huh. you know, he he would be at least Tim Frazier and him are not all that different. Like I wouldn't put Tim Frazier miles above Mike James. Yeah, I would probably I like put Mike James a little bit above Tim Frazier. I I, I don't have strong enough feelings about either player. That's too. fair, but like yeah. it would at least make it the whole thing a little bit stronger. Right. I mean, it the gives them depth if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. If the Wizards could pull it off, hell yeah, they should go for him. <laughs> they can't. They could just sign him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if he could, if he's willing to take, I don't know, maybe some team, the Bulls need another point guard, right? Maybe they oh, throw God, five yeah. million at him. Oh, sure. I mean, they haven't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so who do you have? I didn't even ask about the Cavs-Warriors game because I don't care who wins that game, but who do you have in Wizards-Celtics? Wiz, actually. Wizards, interesting. Yeah, I know, and that's kind of being an underdog here. I yeah. w- it, Again, it wouldn't surprise me either or. It, right. But I, I think Wall specifically, because he has that edge and because he is, frankly, better than Kyrie Irving, I think he's going to find early success in getting mm. to the Cub and finishing place, and that's just going to carry him through it. Mm. And I wouldn't even be surprised to see him end up with 50 and just have one of those epic games where he just time and time again makes timely jump shots and timely drives and just controls the entire pace of the ball game. Yeah. And I don't think it's like going to be a blowout at all. Uh, Boston is too good for that, but I could see one of those games where the Wizards just come out on top of the end, like with a very small cushion. Yeah, I buy that. I mean, both teams are at action Saturday, uh, so there's no advantage in terms of rest. The mm. Celtics have not looked at, you know, they started, what, 16-2, and two, something like that. They have not, yeah. they've basically almost played 500 ball since then. They're playing your former Bulls on Saturday, Mort, so you got to just chalk that up as a loss. I appreciate uh, the former there. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Celtics, but I don't feel good about it. And like you, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised with either. I, I think I'm with you. I think it's a close game. It's going to come down to the end. I don't think either team blows out the other. Let's move and on. Morris oh, twins. Morris twins. Morris twins. It's oh! a Morris twins game. Yeah. But subplot is Marcus playing though? He's been out with the. Oh yeah, he has. That's right. I yeah. don't even know if he's back. Good point. Oh, you're right, though. Morris Twins subplot is, ooh, that's fun. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I don't think he's playing, but 
maybe. Uh, actually, he played last night. Mar- okay. Markeith did, and he has been he has been playing for the last four games. Like, the, full disclosure: this week I have not been following the day to day action very closely because of work. Yeah. So I had completely missed that he returned to action. I, I saw that he did not dress against Memphis, and that was about it. And I thought, oh, he's still out, but apparently he played before that as well. Wait, my which, God! Are you t- Markeith? Or, oh no, Marcus is the one who's been hurt, but apparently. He's allegedly no, he's expected to be... Yeah, he's... Oh, he's targeting a return on Christmas Day, according to Brian Robb of Celtics Hub. So there you go. Huh. Wait, we get a more... See, to, See um, how far out of the loop I've been the last week? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I knew Marcus has been out... Oh, wait. Brian Robb is with BostonSportsJournal.com now. Sorry. Sorry for the misattribution. Brian, yeah, I knew Marcus has been out since, like, kind of early... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like early December, I want to say maybe even late November. No, early well, yeah, December. yeah, no, no, no. He he played the last game he played was on the eighth. Okay, uh, against San Antonio, and then he yeah. missed games against Detroit, Chicago, Denver, Utah, Memphis, Indiana, Miami, New York. Yeah, I did not know so he was expected back New, or Christmas yeah. Day. So that's exciting. Good point. That's gonna be a fun yeah. one to watch. And you know what? Why I was confused It was because Markeith missed time early in the year. Yeah, right. Yeah, they've yep. both been banged up. Yep. So, so that's. Uh, the NBA podcast where you get quality analysis and where the hosts do not even know who's injured. <laughs> which which Morris twin is hurt this time? Yeah. It's been oh, hard God. to keep track this year in our defense. Apparently. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine and More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine and more welcome to total wine and more it's much more than a wine store it's the eighth wonder of the world when people talk about total wine and more they get a little carried away we're just a big friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer see we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere and friendly helpful experts at every turn you know what maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. All right, let's move on to the game I'm most looking forward to on the schedule, Rockets Thunder. We got to start, obviously, Mort, with the OK3 versus Chris Paul and James Harden. Hopefully everyone is healthy. I know Paul left the other night. He's been, like the Morris twins, he's been banged up a lot this year. Uh, so let's, yeah, he, he yeah, did not play against, happens. yeah, he didn't play against the Clippers on Friday. Um, hopefully he'll be back for Christmas day, but. And if he is, uh, I mean, NBA schedule, schedule makers, I think were understandably hyped about this one. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> in December, they're like, God damn it. You don't think you're not excited about this one? I mean, the, the okay three, what have they. <laughs> really done this year they've been I, slightly better as of late yeah they have but overall i mean yeah i'm not really full of confidence with that team and i was high oh, yeah. on them i was high as hell coming into the year but 17 and 15 i thought they would be like 27 and 5 now that's kind of what i expect i thought 
Mellow roaming free, free would just be wonderful and, and allow Westbrook and Paul George to play a two-man game. And so far, it's been all the, the negative you know, theories out there have proven true. Like, we can't get into our sets a whole lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Who's getting the ball? Who's doing this and that? To be fair, you're right. They've been better as of late, which was expected, but they're not, they're not blowing teams up. Right, yeah. They, they still have yet to reach the level that we expected heading into the year, and we talked a lot about that with Mark Deeks on our last episode. Yeah. But in their defense, you know, they started 8-12 and 12 in the month of December, Heading into Saturday, they are nine and three. Yeah, they haven't played all that many good teams. Like they have wins against Atlanta and Memphis, but aside from that, actually, you know, they beat the Spurs, they beat the Jazz twice, they beat the Timberwolves, mm. they beat the Pacers, they triple overtime, they murdered Joel Embiid. Like they do have some good wins over that stretch. Yeah, it took you know some. <laughs> late game heroics from Russell Westbrook to beat the Hawks on Friday, which is not ideal. And they gave up 117 points to the Atlanta Hawks, which is also not ideal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think I think this is going to be a good litmus test game for the Thunder to see... Well, that's a good point. Yeah, Like, like how far have they come? How real is this 9-3 and three stretch? Are right. they a legit contender now? Or, like, how much further <laughs> do they have to go? Because, like, obviously, yeah. you know... The Rockets, yeah, they you know they they've lost two straight, but you know they they are one of the best three or four teams in the NBA, and I don't think anyone would argue with that. But it's the thing though, like when you have teams with a steady superstar and a steady cast of superstars, or so, or sorry, um, role players, mm-hmm. like you kind of expect that they fall off in the regular season because we know each other. We know what we're about. We don't really have to put up in like an A-plus effort every single night because we know what we are. Mm-hmm. But for a new team with this many new components, you are looking for that night-to-night adjustment. You are looking for that night-to-night dominance. Right. And, you know, OKC, like I mentioned, they haven't exactly been blowing doors off people. Like, outside of the, uh, the Utah game where they won by 28... It's been like a three-point win, one-point win, two-point win. It's been like very, very slight wins. Mm-hmm. And I think what we really need to see from these guys are just a stretch wherein they just clobber the competition. Yeah. Like where they find some sort of rhythm and just go, oh, you know what? We've, we're in the second quarter, but we know that there is no chance in hell that you're coming back to beat us right now because we got you. Right. Have you ever, at any point this year, when watching a Thunder game, felt that? They, there were times during that Sixers game when I felt that, uh, and against the Warriors. I mean, they have a seventeen-point win against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They, you know, in yeah. late November, they really they took it to them that night. So, I it's not as consistent as we would have hoped or expected heading into the year. But that's what I think excites me about this game. Is like we. You know, assuming the Rockets enter healthy, Clint Capella is also hurt right now. He's got a heel injury that's caused him to miss a little bit of time. Oh, goddamn. Injuries all over the place. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. More injuries. Yeah. Uh, assuming the Rockets enter Christmas Day at full strength, we know what we're getting out of them. OKC is like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team. Like, they could just... They, I mean, they have the talent to beat anyone. 
and they have the inconsistency to be beat by anyone. So I'm I'm excited to see which version of OKC shows up on yeah. Christmas Day. And that's the thing. I'm just I kind of want to see them end this Jekyll Hyde thing. Yeah, that that's think, what I'm looking for. I think this would be an opportunity. Like if they beat the doors off of Houston. Yeah. Maybe that sends the message of like, okay, we've arrived. It took two months, but we're here. Does it take one game though? I mean, I know we heard we hear players once in a while go, oh, after that game. I mean, yeah. that was just a page turn or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a process. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think it's one game. I think it's like five or seven games where you just feel, okay, we got this. Yeah. We are getting the hang of it. And even though they are on a good stretch, it, there are still periods of time where they look completely out of sync, where they can't really figure out where the ball has to go. Defensively, mm-hmm. they are just way over committing and trying to cover for each other, and it just seems like completely out of place. Surprisingly, they have one of the best defenses in the league. Yep. Which is when you watch them play, you wouldn't believe that to be true, but yeah, somehow it is. Um, yeah. I, they're just tough to get smart on. Yeah. I, I mean, their defense, I think, mostly just comes down to individual talent. You know, you have Roberson, you have Steven Adams. Right. Paul George is a great defender. Westbrook mm. gambles Can. a lot. Yeah, yeah, but, like, when <laughs> on nights where his gambles will pay off, that helps. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... This game has the potential to be the best game of the Christmas Day schedule. It could also turn into a 30-point blowout very quickly on either side, frankly. Right. Like, if Capella doesn't play, the Rockets' defense, it's amazing how much that one guy contributes to the Rockets' defense. Like, they have been horrendous yep. defensively without him. That's true. So, that you know, if he doesn't play, the playing field is very much even. Mm. I'm just appreciating that the NBA did not give this game to Kevin Durant for the whole Durant-Westbrook thing. Oh, yeah. No Warriors Thunder? Yeah, that would have been wonderful. Yeah. Or, or awful, sorry. Right, yeah. Sorry. No bad blood on Christmas, except for Wizard Celtics. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so or, well, you know, the next game that you're about to pimp for, there is bad blood, because Lonzo Ball versus the general audience of those who'll be watching. <laughs> we'll get there in a second. Who do you have... What I we don't know oh, obviously yeah we don't know who's gonna actually be healthy for this game so yeah Rockets this, James yeah. Harden is he just put up one hundred and two points in two games <laughs> right so how can you go against it oh they lost both though but right. still yeah even so I kind of digging what James is doing right now yeah so. I I'll just say if Capella and Chris Ball. No, even if Chris Paul doesn't play. If Capella plays, I'm taking the Rockets. If Capella misses, then I'm taking the Thunder. It's a cop-out answer, but I think Capella is that important to the team. Yeah, but you are a cop-out guy, so... That's true. I mean, they gave up 122 points to the Lakers without Capella. Like, he is... Yeah. You know, oh, I agree. That I important. agree. I, sh- I should just begin to do that with all my answers. Well, if this and this, yeah. I'm just going to guarantee my own safety all These the way through. These are legitimate... That's like a legitimate hedge because I don't, you know, it's three days yeah. away. I don't know who's going to be active during that game. I'm not saying no, like I... 
if I'm James fine. Harden scores 50 points, <laughs> the Rockets are going to win. Because <laughs> clearly I'd be wrong the last two games. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & and more. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. All right, let's move on. As you mentioned, the last game on the Christmas Day schedule, Ooh. Timberwolves versus the Lakers. Can we choose the winner immediately? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Wolves. Wolves. Uh, wolves, Wolves, Wolves. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Jim I mean. Butler. I, I know. It's going to get so hyped off of this one. Yeah. Uh, like know. he's gonna check ball. He's gonna yeah. check Kyle Kuzma. He's gonna check Brandon Ingram. He's gonna check yeah. fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's gonna have to because Kyle, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins can't guard a you know a chair right now. Right. I mean, maybe you put like two weeks ago, I would have said you put Wiggins on ball and just live with it. But ball, it physically pains me to say this, but he has been admittedly playing much better as of late. He's been he's been better. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that Lakers team, I know, you know, they've lost four of their last five, but they lost in overtime to the Knicks. They played mm -hmm. a close game against the Cavs. They lost in overtime against the Warriors. They beat the Rockets. Yeah, it was without Capella. And then uh, Friday, they again, Warriors at Warriors, they were in it late. Like, that was a close game. They lost by seven, but that game was up for grabs with two minutes left. Like, they have been playing some of the best teams in the league this past week. And they've been doing, you know, they've been hanging in there. It hasn't. None of them have been blowouts. And so, that's nice and all, but this is the Timberwolves. You know, I, I agree. Like, I if I, I'm gonna pick the Timberwolves too. But a lot of the issues that we talked about with Deeks last time worry me about the Timberwolves. Like, if it's a close game, the Timberwolves. We said it last time. Like they have the worst fourth quarter net rating in the league because they run yeah. out of gas because Tibbs doesn't play more than eight players. Like if he continues to do that, and he continues to play Jimmy Butler forty plus minutes a game and Wiggins thirty eight and Towns thirty six, I'm worried that that you know mm. that that's gonna come back to bite them in the ass. And especially I don't disagree. Yeah, you know the, the Lakers. They run so many of these small ball units with Julius Randle as their center. I think they will present a very interesting stylistic conundrum for the Timberwolves, who tend to go with bigger lineups with Taj at the four and Towns at the five. Like, one of those guys is going to have to go card Kyle Kuzma. <sighs> yeah, should probably be Towns. I mean, he's a bad defender, but at least he's got the fluidity, the mm -hmm. body, um, 
the the balance in the body to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a just question. The length too. And the length, right? The explosive, the explosive athleticism. Like that would probably be my response to that. Good lord, it's really. I think it's kind of surprised the entire organization that those two guys are still bad defensively. I think yeah. it's thrown their entire like curve into you know painting themselves into a corner with it a little bit like they thought they would be a lot better defensively mm-hmm. and they are still so sucky and they have one <laughs> of the best defensive minded coaches over the past 20 years and something is just like completely illogical about this right and then they bring in Jimmy and Taj presumably not only because both are good defenders but they know right. Tibbs' schemes you figure mm-hmm. Jimmy's gonna mentor Wiggins Taj is going to mentor Towns. They're both going to, they're all going to get up to speed. And like, you know, they were horrible yeah. defensively last year. You figured they would at least be league average this year. Not so much. But I, I think I know why, though. You have Jimmy and Taj who are right now being asked to do so much defensively because mm-hmm. the other two just can't provide that kind of production. Yeah. That it just leaves them so little time to play mentor. Yeah. I, it's totally. I, I buy it. I'm not saying that's you know that that's a very valid supposition, but it's mm. just. It, it, I mean, it's wild that they're this bad. It just doesn't. Dude, could could you imagine where they would be without Jimmy right now? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not kind of fourth in the going, West, right? I don't think they would be in the playoff picture. Yeah, I mean that's what they were last year. Yeah, out outside the playoffs. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they added Jimmy, and I, you know, he's helping keep them afloat with huge offensive performances as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. right now they're the twenty fifth ranked defense in the league, and we need to talk, start to talk about Wiccans a little bit. Look, yeah, I, I've 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 been down on Wiccans for a while. Right, but this year you kind of see why because people have they were in my mentions one time after we recorded an episode. Because oh, Wiggins is great. He's a future All Hall of Famer. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Seventeen and a half points a game, four rebounds. Again, yeah. not improving on the glass. Right. Down in the assist department, sixty three percent from the line. I'm not really sure what the hell has gotten into him from the free throw line, but this is like the lowest he's shot by thirteen percentage points. Yep. Twenty nine percent from downtown, also career low. Just shooting horrifically from the field. And I'm I'm just so flabbergasted at at his year. Yeah. Jimmy is soaking up so much defensive attention. Right. And it's clear that Wiggins has more opportunities to play, you know, against less double teams, less defensive pressure, and he's yep. just not delivering. Yeah. I remember we we spoke about this <clears throat> around the time that Jimmy trade happened because, you know, you you have been lower on Wiggins than the consensus and it's looking like you were right to be there and you know i i think everyone admitted that wiggins was a fine volume scorer but that's basically all he did and the hope was when jimmy comes he can focus more on other ends of you know other facets of the game he can focus like yes his scoring is gonna go down because he's gonna have fewer touches fewer shots that's fine but in theory his efficiency should go up in theory, mm-hmm. he should be able to rebound more. In theory, he should become more of a playmaker. He should focus more defensively. 
and yeah, he had like great. He has one point three steals instead of one point zero this year, like the past three years. He has zero point six blocks. Woohoo! But you're right. It's like he hasn't taken the steps forward that you would have hoped for if you're a Timberwolves right. fan. And now that his scoring is down too, and his efficiency is down, it's like, what is he doing well? <laughs> I mean, right off the top of my head, I was going to say scoring, but he's right. not even doing that well anymore. No. he. I mean, he's putting up a career-worst PER right now of 12.7. 12.7, yeah, and under 50 in the true shooting percentage department. Let me ask you this. This is a big-ass question, and people are going to slaughter me, but I don't <laughs> care. Yep. Is Andrew Wiggins a starter? Ooh. Man. I mean, it, it, I... Yes, but he's not a particularly good one right now. Yeah, that's like if it, it depends. Obviously, it depends on the structure of the team. But yeah, if you were building a team up, yeah, like you wouldn't put him as your primary option. No, you wouldn't put him as your secondary option. Yeah, third option, maybe not. Like, is he legitimately a guy who should be considered for like the fourth or fifth fifth option? I think. Part of it is going to be, is he willing to embrace that role as a former number one overall pick, as a guy who just signed a gigantic contract? Like, I I think, frankly, that's probably the more pressing question at the moment. Mm -hmm. Are the the Timberwolves already having buyer's remorse over giving Wiggins that much money? They should have. Yeah, I mean, I don't totally disagree. Well, you did when we talked about it. I was really yeah. not dicking this deal. Right. I mean, I just thought they were backed into a corner, basically. Oh like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not. You can't get rid of him because he's played well enough. You're like a guy who's averaged, you know, before Jimmy came, a guy who averaged almost 24 points a game. We're right. not letting him walk, and if you don't sign him to an extension, you're opening the door for basically what happened with gordon hayward in utah you know yeah he can test restricted free agency maybe he doesn't get a four or five year max deal like he ended up signing maybe he gets a deal with the three you know a three plus one with the fourth year player option maybe he's pissed that you didn't give him the max deal and then come you know seven years into his career he says screw you i'm leaving and maybe by that point he really has blossomed so right. i understand why the timberwolves did it i think they were basically backed into a corner you know, the Sixers are in the same position with Joel Embiid, frankly. Um, All right. Then you, let me ask you this instead. Yeah. Remember when Michael Beasley played for the Timberwolves? Mm-hmm. And he put up 19 points a game? Oh, and no. People were like, oh, he's figured out. Like, he's figured it out. Like, he's yeah. no longer in Miami. He's free. Mm-hmm. Is this just the second Beasley example? Oh, my God. Uh, I still, I mean... No, but can, like, like I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to shit on the kid, but like, let's right. be fair. Like, he's doing that exact exact same thing for the fourth year now. Yeah. Like, he is doing Michael Beasley stuff mm-hmm. for the fourth consecutive year. Yeah. I, that's I, not an all star. That's not oh, a no. guy. I mean, that's not like a well rounded player. Yeah. That's not a guy who is supposed to be the next LeBron James or whatever the hell he was billed as. Right. No, I, I, if anyone is talking about him as an all-star, please stop immediately. There is no, just just no. But 
he's not even like the what he's the <laughs> not even the, one of the top two candidate all-star candidates on his own team so yeah that needs to end but he's still so young i think is the one thing i'm clinging to he's only 22 doesn't turn 23 until the end of february so he still has right. time to figure it out but we've said that yeah we keep I, saying that. i know i know and, and that's the timberwolves i mean hell the timberwolves said it remember like when they were signing him to that deal glenn uh-huh. taylor wanted to meet with him and was like look we'll sign you but you can't just be a scorer. Like you need to prove to us that you want to work and develop other parts of your game. And we haven't seen it so far. It's early, you know. Maybe it's just taking him some time to figure out his role in his in this new hierarchy. And maybe now that Jimmy, especially, is coming on, maybe you know we'll start to see him take off. He would not be the first player this season or any other season. That has started slow only to blow up late. So I'm not I know. I'm not giving up hope on Wiggins, but I agree with you that through the first two months, it's there's no question what he's been doing is disappointing. Especially not only relative to expectations, again, based on the contract, the draft right. status, but you know, it just the general like this should be easier for him. He has better teammates. What is happening? And it'll, it'll be, you know, in this Christmas Day game against the Lakers, it'll be fascinating to see him against Brandon Ingram, who a yeah. guy, another guy who last year people were like, oh, this kid sucks. He's a bust. Worst number two pick ever. And now a year later, it was like, oh, shit, he was just really young. He needed time to figure things out. Now he looks like a legitimate budding star. He looks like a player who the Lakers can and should build around next yeah. to Kuzma, Ball, etc. In his second season... Yeah, Wiggins is in his fourth. Like right. there is a difference. Remember last year, I think it's over a year ago. Actually, more than last year is probably late twenty sixteen, um, or yeah, late to twenty fifteen. I I mentioned a deal that I would like to see from Minnesota, where they swapped Wiggins for Chris Middleton. Oh yeah, and remember, like when I proposed it, it was like. No, no, because the value of Wiggins at that point in time was so high. Right. And so that would even be considered like lowballing his value, which which yeah. I agree with. Like that's why I I remember on the sorry I was like, yeah, that's right. Maybe they shouldn't. Could you imagine if they had done a deal like that but gotten additional assets? Yeah. Like oh my shipped God. out Andrew Wiggins for Chris Middleton and maybe a first round draft pick? Yeah. Right, like who? Yeah, if the Timberwolves called the Bucks now and offered that deal, the Bucks are hanging up immediately. The Bucks are not even considering Middleton as a right. trade aspect. Yeah. So it would be like Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, it it would be like legitimately, yeah. it would be. Yeah, I mean, it's just I I kind of get that people are, you know, stubborn because oh he's got all these physical tools and he's young. I get right. that. Yeah. But I would have looked at the situation a year ago, or at least before he signed the extension, mm-hmm. to just go, like, what am I looking at? St- statistically speaking, what am I looking at in five years' time? Like, has yeah. there been a player this bad? Honestly, let's just call it like this. Has there been a guy whose advanced metrics have been this bad who's been able to turn around? Mm-hmm. If the answer had been no, I would... Under the radar, I would have shopped him and gotten maybe a kick-ass uh, package in return. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm still 
holding out hope for him just because I've said it before. The NBA is better when all all players are hits and develop yeah, yeah. into the stars that we think they could become. I, I It sucks when players bust out. I'd never want to root for that. Oh, but I, he's not a bust, though. Right, no, and I don't think he is either. I, You know, he's at least proven... Even if he doesn't develop into what we expected when he was drafted, he's yeah. going to be in the the league for 10 years. Like, he's going to carve out a nice NBA career. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm, all right. I'm, I know that I'm crapping on him. I just want to make it clear. I'm not saying this guy's not NBA worthy. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. dude is averaging 20 points a game right. for his career. So, that he has value. It's just yeah. a question of gauging whether or not he's, like, a top dog on a team yeah and is it like, like the best in, allocation of resources right to pay him 30 million dollars and have him exactly yeah and also like we don't want to see car anthony towns end up in a in an anthony davis situation yes. down the line yeah and but then again if towns doesn't improve defensively right you know we could kind of be looking at a similar situation yeah, I mean, it seems like Jimmy Butler is enjoying his time in Minnesota. There's a yeah. long, it's a long time between now and July 2019. So who knows? Maybe, mm. you know, maybe we start hearing Jimmy to the Lakers rumors come February. But right now, it seems like you know, if I had to bet, it, I would guess he resigns in Minnesota. But maybe, mm. maybe. He, Two years with Tibbs under those minutes, he realizes like, oh hell no, my I'm 29 and my body feels 55. I'm out of here. I'm yeah. gonna go to a team that actually Spurs. understands. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I'm oh, I'm, I'm fascinated yeah. to see how this game in particular. Like, there are a lot of good matchups: Jimmy and Lonzo, Wiggins and Ballas, or sorry, Wiggins and Ingram, especially. Mm. Who matches up with Kuzma, Randall? Who matches up on the Lakers side with Towns? Like right. this one probably isn't catering to the casual fan. I feel like, you know, as we said before, Cavs, Warriors, uh, Celtics, Wizards, even Rockets, Thunder. That one's going for the more casuals. Sixers, Knicks, and Timberwolves or Lakers are the ones probably intentionally yep. they put first and last to cater to us nerds. We're like, oh yeah, you guys like you guys like seeing what's coming up. We got you. Like, yeah. These are all four up-and-coming teams at very different points in their rebuild. I'm interested to see how this game plays out because, uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to be impressed, especially with the Lakers as of late. But the Timberwolves, too. I mean, the Timberwolves are, you know, they are fourth. comfortably in fourth in the West. Like, they, yeah. you know, they're cruising right now. I just don't hope that anyone attributes that in particular to Wiggins. Yeah, no, I, I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy probably gets the brunt of the credit for that. I, you know, he's, As he's the big be. right. He's yeah. the big addition from that team, and that team went from what were they thirty-two and fifty last year or something like that? You know, they're they're already more than halfway to their wins total from last year, mm. and they're thirty-two games into the season. I kind of hate that Jimmy had a slow start to the year because I, over the last couple of weeks, oh, he's been like, killing I, it. He's been killing it. I said yeah. he could be an MVP candidate. Yeah. So, yeah. Jimmy, your slow start is killing me, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I, I think he's probably out of that race, at yeah, least for is. now. But, yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah. Well, like, just, over this last 10 games, 25.7 yeah. points per game, 5.6 boards, 
5.1 assists, 2 steals, only 1.3 turnovers. He's getting yeah. to the line 6.7 times, which is low for him, but that's because of like the the, the offensive responsibility of Carl Anthony Towns. But mm-hmm. he's hitting 92% of them. Like, Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he Get looks like Chicago. Yeah, he looks like Chicago Jimmy again, which is great to exactly. see. Exactly. Yep. Uh, all right, boy. Who do you have in the, you? We picked. We both picked Timberwolves in this game. Yeah, we did. But I am going to say this: Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, have a hell of a game because that dude's looking good. I, I think he could be the the X factor for this one if he comes out and gets thirty eight again. Yeah, dude. Do, do you want to just seg right into our crush segment then? Let's do it. I mean. Yeah. Look, I know that NBA Twitter is talking about Kuzma. Yeah. But, again, we've talked about it on this program. NBA Twitter is one thing. Casual NBA fans are another. Mm-hmm. And every rookie there have been – or the, mo- the rookie most talked about for the casual perspective, obviously, is Lonzo Ball because yep. of Voldemort and right. whatever. <laughs> yeah. So – I've just I've been sick and tired of reading you know Lonzo Ball takes on the Houston Rockets uh, right. tomorrow night at eight whatever like shut up no <laughs> if anything it's Kyle Kuzma takes on the Rockets tomorrow at eight yeah um, I don't think Kyle is getting the credit that he's so deservingly deserve right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's hitting fifty one percent from the field forty one from downtown shooting 76 and a half from the line he has a true shooting percentage of over 60 17.7 points 6.9 rebounds in 31 and a half minutes of floor time dude i mean if this had been on a better team and if it had been on the east on an east team he would have been an all-star candidate right now yeah i mean it I forget where I saw this. It was circulating on Twitter last night after that Warriors game. He's the first Lakers rookie since Jerry West to have 25 points in three straight games. Yep. When when you're in the conversation with Jerry West, you did something right. Yeah, and I remember who else have been a, a Lakers rookie right. during that time, like Magic Johnson, Eddie Jones, Kobe Bryant, I, James Worthy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, it's really – it's. I mean – you know, we we make fun of the Lakers a lot, but it's really a hit. testament. Yeah, it's I mean, on both Nance and Kuzma, like their their scouting department is crushing it with these late first, early second round picks lately. Cause... Yeah, they only struggle when it's the, the high lottery. <laughs> Brandon Ingram's good now. Just give it a year. And Lonzo's been playing better. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm, it was Lonzo like, I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, I know. But they're he's gonna be fine. He as we said early in the year, just disregard his father let him let him go build this ridiculous <laughs> the fake like uh g league alternative that he's trying to make hope just hope he goes away and focuses on that so lonzo we can finally start to evaluate without his father mm. soaking up all the attention because this lakers team is going to be good They're, the pieces are there i'm yeah. i'm worried about them um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree. It, yeah. and that it's been a while since we said that about yeah, the Lakers. I, yeah, I mean, since what the early 2010s. Like we started this podcast in April. Yeah, April 2015. No, 2016. 2016. Right, yeah. right. And and we we've been crabbing on them for a year and a half. Right, for good reason. That exactly. Was, that was like the end of the Kobe Bryant era. That was 
Byron Scott was still the coach then, I think, when we started. Oh, that's why we did <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, right. The Lakers have come a long way in the past 18 months. Yeah, they did. Um, all right. So, my crush of the week, I, I'm glad we did. Someone had to choose Kuzma. Because you took Kuzma, I'm going to take Josh Richardson of the Miami mm-hmm. Heat. That's he, a good one. Yeah, he got off to a really slow start to the season. was very inconsistent over the first month and a half. Through 11 games in December so far, 18.1 points on nearly 57% shooting. He's shooting 54% from three, making two and a half per game, adding three and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, a steal, and a block per game in 34.5 minutes. The Heat are seven and four over that stretch. The Heat, you know, again, got off to kind of a slow start. We were worried about them. It looked like they might fall into the same trap they did last year. Now they're back. They're 17 and 15. They are back right into the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's because of Josh Richardson, who is, you know, it's very rare to find a guy who could hit a steal or hit a three, get a steal, and get a block per night. After the All Star break I th- last year, I think he was one of only like four or five guys to do it. You know, over December, he's doing it again. Like, the guy is an unbelievable, just. He's never going to be like a superstar, but in terms of a role player, you cannot ask for much more than Josh Richardson. So we needed to give him a shout out for, you know, what he's been doing over the past three weeks. Can I just point out his last four games? Yeah, please do. 24.3 points a game, 1.8 blocks, one and a half steals, four assists, 3.8 rebounds. Yep. (laughs) Um, Three three pointers made per game on fifty four and a half percent. So I'm and and again the defense is not just all stats like it's there. Right. Like the eye test confirms what the numbers show. Yeah. Um. Oh, I hate to go back to this, but one because you're gonna slaughter me with your eyes. Wiggins or Josh Richardson? Oh. Oh, oh my God. But Richardson's at least, he's 24, so he's two years older than Wiggins. Oh, no, two years. Uh, not even, like a year and a half, really. Yeah, and he's locked up on a four-year, yeah. $42 million extension right. compared to the ridiculous amount that Wiggins is, is if, getting. So what are you, he, gun to your head. Yeah, if you're comparing players alone, I think i take Wiggins still because I just, I, I can't mm-hmm. abandon the faith that he's going to improve. But if we're we're including contracts in the evaluation, I don't think it's close. I think Ooh, it's we are. We are we are considering everything. Oh yeah. If it's if you're including the contract, I mean Richardson's a third of the price. Yeah. Like, it's not a con. You know, we made fun of the Heat because they signed a lot of questionable deals this summer: Olenek, Dion Waiters, James Johnson. Well, you made fun of the Heat. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> I, I did not make fun of the Heat. I was just skeptic about it. Okay. Right. We were skeptical about the Heat then. A lot of got pissed at you, Brian. Yeah, that's true. But I remember we had her on right around the time Josh Richardson got signed. I said, that deal is a winner. That yep. was a good contract. Oh, yeah. We agreed on that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that was, you know, shout out to him for overcoming this low start, cashing them checks, and earning it. And, and add a tip to, you know, tips in Minnesota. Just look into a deal. Look into a deal. <laughs> Yeah, Not just right. Yeah, maybe get out while you can. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, 
with Minnesota fans already swarming into our mention like a rabid pack of dogs, we are going to wrap things up. So thank you all for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the Christmas Day schedule. Hope you are not like Mort and actually enjoy the holidays as well. Fucking uh, holidays. <laughs> please follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio so you can flame our mentions as desired. You can also find us on iTunes, so please follow us there. Subscribe, download, leave some reviews. We would love any feedback. And we're being hosted this year on FanRag Sports. So check them out on Twitter at FanRag Sports and for their NBA content at FanRag NBA. Until next time, I'm Brian Toporek, and I was joined by Morton the Grinch Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. Happy holidays. Thank you. I'll spend Christmas evening alone, and I'm going to look forward to it. (laughs) You and me both, buddy. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. You too, man. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & and more. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Hey, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.